This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network. Take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. Well, hello and welcome to Agenda 21 Radio. This is the radio show that is stopping totalitarianism, one exceptional American at a time. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, are you that exceptional American? I suspect you are. That's why you're listening to this radio show. So welcome aboard. we got a lot of things to cover here on Agenda 21 Radio and programming. Uh, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Yeah, Michael Flynn. Yep. She's going to be with us here on the show to uh, discuss Michael Flynn and other things and about a new book called License to Lie. Yeah. It's all about the Justice Department, baby, and all the things that they were doing with Russiagate and what happened with Michael Flynn. Uh, she's probably f- somewhat restricted because, as you know, if you're following the Michael Flynn case, Michael Flynn is uh, still in a position where um, he uh, can't talk because they haven't really officially dismissed the case. So we're going to be talking about why have they not dismissed the case. I mean, I know that's kind of a shocker, but don't you think that would be relevant? (laughs) They probably should dismiss the case since nobody wants the case anymore. Um, So the the prosecution, Justice Department doesn't want it, and certainly Sidney Powell, defense attorney for Michael Flynn, doesn't want it. So 
Everybody's in agreement except for the judge. And, of course, we have a very political, politicized and political judge, uh, communist-leaning judge. You know, we have to call these things up for what these people really truly are. They are the communists that everybody's so concerned with, right? And they're here. Yeah, that's, that's sort of the, the big deal. Some of the reviews that they talk about in the book, it says uh, the uh, the true legal thriller, or this true legal thriller, debunks everything the media and the government told us about the Department of Justice's destruction and prosecution of the venerable accounting firm Arthur Anderson, Merrill Lynch executives, who did one business transaction with Enron, Alaska Senator Paul Stevens, and more. The common thread through it all uh, is a cabal of narcissistic federal prosecutors. <laughs> it says, uh, who broke all the rules and rose to great power and still in the news today. Robert Mueller's pit bull, uh, Andrew Weissman, and other members of Obama's inner circle wreaking havoc on a republic. And this is the book that began the exposing. This was uh, written by, who was that? It's just a, a, some no, unknown person who wrote this as a, as a uh, bona fides, if you will. Brendan Sullivan Jr., Williams and Conley LLP, says, Sidney Powell is a hero. She has demonstrated courage beyond that ever encountered in American lawyers. She is to be admired and respected for spelling out the frightening for, for uh, frailties of the human and the human flaws in our judicial system, and they oh, I'm sorry they say criminal justice system. Boy, there are major flaws, aren't there? I mean, and of course you have the things with Black Lives Matter. I mean, don't you find that kind of interesting? On the left, you've got the Black Lives Matter movement, and on the right, you got it, it's all the Justice Department in between, right? Of course, the Black Lives Matter folks hate our justice system today because it's a Republican justice system. And, of course, we take a look at what happened with the Obama justice system, which, by the way, it was just as criminally uh, replete like you can't believe. And uh, now, and of course, the facts are coming out. Hello, we got the facts. We got the truth. And... Um, this has been, I mean, really a, a four years ago. See, normally what happens, I mean, well, as I can recall in the presidential discussion or whatever, presidents just kind of go away after they've, you know, been taken out of office, either termed out or whatever. They just kind of like go away. But um, this whole Obama thing has just kind of stuck around. And actually, it's been sticking around for too long because you really, when we take a look at everything that's happened over the last 20-some years, at least going back to George Bush the senior, you know, we've had a string of these globalist, agendized people as president. And, of course, yes, uh, George Bush the senior, Bill Clinton, George Bush Jr. I mean, come on. The guy's son gets to be president? I mean, how gamed is the system? if you know what I mean, and then Obama. And they're all really of the same ilk, as it's turned out. You could not have Obama if you did not have George Bush Jr. and Bill Clinton and then Sr. You know, it's the the lead-up to all this stuff, and now Sidney Powell has got her book out, 
and other people too. There's been some other really great authors who have come along and started to expose this whole thing that's going on. And so is Donald Trump. I talk about draining the swamp. This is the swamp that this is one of the the big parts of the swamp that it needs to still be drained. So Sidney Powell is going to be with us in the in the um, as as soon as I update things, he's going to be with us in the third hour starting at um, eleven o'clock Eastern. So you don't want to miss that one. That's just one it's one hour from now, actually. And anyway, so visit our website, Agenda21Radio.News. You can get the latest uh, information on the book called License to Kill. We'll also be talking about how you can donate to Michael Flynn. Yeah, he still has a defense he has to do, but he's getting to be a little bit more out and about, and we're really kind of encouraged about that. Anyway, we've got um, more to come naturally here on Agenda 21 Radio. I want to get back into this whole thing that's going on in Portland. The, um, the, the people of Portland need to have the federal government there. They do because of the rioting that's going on. Shocking. I'm just going to say it. It's it's pretty true. Uh, when every night when they're coming out, and this this goes back to the Bill Barr thing and and um, the Inquisition, the show trial, the Nazi the Nazi show trial that took place with the Democrats. You can't you can't put it any other way. It was a Nazi show trial. That's what it was. And uh, when you take a look at, uh, well, I, I think I think there's some videos. I'll see if I can get the YouTube videos of the real Nazi show trials. And you know, Stalin had his show trials. Mao Zedong had his. You know, they. This is typical in uh, in communist, socialist, national socialist countries. And uh, the same kind of voice inflection, you know, claiming my time, you know, claiming my, I'm claiming my time. You know, it would, they wouldn't let Bill Barr answer any questions because the real, the reality check is, you know, there's this theory. Well, I ask the question that incriminates me, and then you can't answer the question because I don't give you the time to do that. So I've got it out on the table now. I'm the one that's more honest than you about my deceit and everything else. Uh, that's that's what liars do. That's a heavy case of lying. I I addressed it first, and you didn't re- you did not respond to it. So therefore, I'm the better person. I I told the better lie. I got I'm getting away with a lie. It's another way to get away with a lie. <laughs> that's all it is, and that's exactly what they were doing here. That's the Nazi show trial technique, and you saw it played out perfectly. So the problem that a lot of those people have is a lot of those people have their names on list and that's not a good thing and here's the deal bill barr knows about it and so does president trump and they know they know (laughs) that's that's part of the problem that's where we're getting to it's going to get a little raw a little rough i guarantee it that some of these people are just not going to do very well not at all so this is um, another place seattle Residents slam defund police as radical experiment during city budget meeting. Now, if you've noticed, by the way, that um, your city councils, your your county supervisors and stuff, they've gone into hiding, and they don't want to be seen in the public. And, of course, you have those omnipotent, ever-present health officials, right, that are back there dictating all kinds of orders. Guess what? It's happening. 
communism will be here. We'll be back. To the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Call 800-266-4715. That's 800-266-4715. And use the promo code AGENDA. 800-266-4715. Promo code AGENDA. To you by Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Aram Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now, shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Aram Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that possible. On. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. One five promo code AGENDA. There are enough laws on the books by Congress that are very clear in terms of how we have to enforce uh, our immigration system. <laughs> He's undoing the U.N. one community at a time. It's Paul Preston. And we're back here on Agenda 21 Radio. I'm going to play a clip here. This is um, coming out of Seattle about defunding the police. And we'll get back into Portland here in a second. Because, you know, it's on the left coast. Kate Braun has been speaking. Uh, 
Jawohl, jawohl. Violence erupting in Seattle over the weekend where at least 59 officers were injured. Rioters torching a construction site at a justice center. Smashed out windows at a Starbucks with an apartment complex above it. Our next guest has property nearby. He's got an apartment building and worries he could be next. He's been witnessing this destruction firsthand. Joining us now is Seattle property owner Joe Wanagal. Joe, what have you witnessed over the last few weeks and what has it done to you and your neighbors? Well, I've witnessed, um, you know, people rolling around with AK-47s, continually uh, protesters coming for essentially battle. I mean, with, you know, things to throw at people, things to, you know, explosives. They put a hole in the East Precinct. Um, they're smashing in everything. They're spray painting everything. I mean, I don't know how anybody would want to live in that neighborhood. It's it's very difficult. And this is also a neighborhood where this is typically an LGBTQ neighborhood. Um, these people are exactly the people persecuting anyone. So <laughs> when people say it's peaceful protests about uh, racial inequity in America, what do you say? I say, where that's not true. These people are criminals running around there. This is enough is enough. I mean, they're, the Black Lives Matter people left a long time ago. Now it's just, you know, People using that to smash and grab, um, it's completely not realistic. This is just ridiculous. I rent a building from you. If I rent an apartment from you, I'm probably not too happy right now. A lot of them are saying, you can have my apartment. I'm out of here. you got to lease those empty uh, apartments. And how could you even ask the same amount, considering that the only thing you could promise is more destruction? And handcuffed cops who can't use anything, any type of their leading edge, cutting edge material to break up these uh, these protesters, rioters. Right. I mean, that's that's exactly it. When you have literally thousands of people walking, not, you know, in front of your building that are carrying explosive guns um, covered in in, uh, you know, riot gear themselves to go attack the police. I mean, what are you supposed to say to a pen potential renter? I mean, <laughs> how long are these people going to attack this neighborhood? We haven't done anything. Why won't they just leave us alone? And again, we heard from the NAACP people saying, hey, these are mostly white people. Maybe your heart's in the right place. Maybe it's not. But why don't you ask us if it's about us? We should be involved. And lastly, real quick. The president sees some of this. He wants to send some federal agents in. People think he's the bad guy. Don't you need some help? Well, that's the reality of the situation. The way it's supposed to work is if the cops can't handle it, you call in the county. So if the city can't handle it, you call in the county. If the county can't handle it, you call in the feds. So I don't know why we're living in a world right now that we're not cooperating with federal officers instead of denouncing them and ridiculing them. I mean, the that the folks on the ground, the police and the county sheriffs and the federal officers, these are not bad people. I mean, yes, in any organization, you have a bad actor here and there. But overall, we should be working together to try and make a better place for us all to live, not arguing. The, the residents of that neighborhood are suffering because the government's not communicating and trying to get along. So we're dealing with this day to day basis of horrible circumstances because it just seems like they're more important to them to argue with each other than to just try and fix the problem. Yeah, the only thing that I mean, gets the, the mayor's attention is when they go after her house. 
uh, and that broke up chop. Now there's no one there to protect you. And the police chief says that we've ta- they've taken almost all our power away and our people are resigning. An impossible situation when someone goes to fix it. Uh, they say you have no business. You become the enemy. And hence Portland. Uh, I feel bad for you, Joe. Hang in there. Yeah, it's a rough situation. And you- yeah, it's a rough situation, but that's what they want to do, of course. And this is this was uh, done. I think to, this was done Tuesday that uh, this interview took place. And then, of course, yesterday, the, this is in Seattle. That we're, don't worry, we're going to get to Portland. Um, this is, they had city, the Seattle resident slam defund the police as radical experiment during the city budget meeting. So they had a city budget meeting and said hundreds of Seattle residents spoke up about proposals to defund the police during a city council budget meeting on Wednesday, according to reports. Says the council is considering a plan that could slash the budget of the city's police departments by 50%, resulting in layoffs for hundreds of officers. All of Seattle deals with the coronavirus outbreak, says as they deal with it, and frequent riots and other unrest since the May 25th death of George Floyd in police custody in Minneapolis. While the defund the police effort was initially popular in the city, opponents of the plan have been growing more vocal. Okay, now when it grows more vocal, guess what the city does? They become more resistant. Quote, defunding the police is a radical experiment that will hurt the vulnerable. One member of the public said, calling calling into the the phone-in meeting, told the council, yeah, calling in that's the sale he's not there because guess what the city council isn't i i haven't read the whole thing here i'm just telling you i think this person called in because they're not meeting with the public which seems to be the trend my friend right you have a lot of people that are not meeting in the city councils they're not meeting in the county in the county supervisorial meetings no they're doing it all by zoom so the chinese can have a an intelligence bonanza right since Zoom does that. In addition, the Seattle Police Officers Guild, the union representing the police, said it has collected more than 20,000 signatures on a stop defunding petition. But proponents of the defend police <laughs> plan say it would be part of an effort to repair race relations. Right. The race card shows up. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. That's really what it's coming down to. So they had hundreds that uh, showed up there. Seattle has been at the epicenter of the rioting. And, of course, that's with uh, the whole thing that uh, with the CHOP thing happening there. It says, early Wednesday, Seattle police leader Michael Sloan on Fox News, America's newsroom, lashed out against the mayor. See if I get a clip of that real quick. See if they have. It doesn't look like they have Joe Kennedy here. They don't have, uh, have What him. makes me proud... Let's see if we can get the Seattle mayor. Does it look like we can get the Seattle mayor? Gosh. Gosh, what can I say? <laughs> okay, they don't have the Seattle mayor thing going on. Anyway, um, if you take a look at what they're doing in Seattle, just remember they're doing it also where? They're doing it. Let's see if I've got it. Ah, maybe this is it. Maybe they're going to show it now. Anyway, I think I got the right video here. They they changed it on me. So the city people show up and there's nobody there. I mean, they're hiding behind the glass. You know, we've had reports of people going to the county meetings and 
the the doors are locked. You can look in the windows, and they're all looking out at the people trying to get in. Can you imagine that? What kind of representative government is that? It's called non-representative government. That's what that's about. That's what that's about. Here we go. Policies and ideology there, but you have the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, talking about, you know, the, the bringing in of federal agents. She thinks it's a dry run for martial law. Listen to her. I'll get your response on the other side. He's clearly targeted cities run by Democratic mayors. He said so himself. He's using law enforcement as a political tool. I hate to say it, Aaron, but I really believe that we are seeing the dry run for martial law. This is a president that is using law enforcement and federal forces for political purposes, and that should be chilling to every American. Mm, boy. Anyway, stay with us. You're listening to Agenda 21 Radio. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow. And I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and here's my best offer ever you can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free call 800-266-4715 that's 800-266-4715 and use the promo code agenda 800-266-4715 promo code agenda for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Aram Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now, shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Aram Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that possible. 
pops on. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with the generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, Aram Solar. Take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. And you're back here on Agenda 21 Radio. We're talking about Seattle. We're talking about Portland. We're talking about the cities that like to riot. They like to riot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, it it just amazes me, and it should you, but it, sh- it should you show you this is a technique. This is an information technique that's being utilized. This is the Seattle mayor. Who's talking right now? Jenny Durkin. Durkin. And she's on CNN. I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play it um again. The reason I want to play it again, I want to play it from the start. Uh this is from Fox News. Trace Gallagher is the first reporter here talking. And um in this, the she's gonna come up. Durkin is Jenny Durkin. And I'm going to stop it because I want to get clarity on this for you. What we're hearing from a Democratic mayor. Okay, I just because I think it's really important to, to get her talking points. And then we'll like, uh, really? <laughs> we'll, we'll jump on the talking point real quick. Here we go. I bring up the point that, you know, you talk about the progressive policies and ideology there, but you have the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, talking about, you know, the, the bringing in of federal agents. She thinks it's a dry run for martial law. Listen. Dry run for martial law. Listen to her. I'll get your response on the other side. He's clearly targeted cities run by Democratic mayors. He's Okay, so their talking points is, or are, that... I'm talking about the Democrats, of course, whatever you want to call them. I call them communists. Right. Let's just get it right. You can call them Nazis. You can uh, Listen, remember I said you've got a whole host of names to call them. They all mean the same thing, totalitarianism. Yeah, but you've got Nazis. You've got communists. You've got fascists. You've got radicalized Islamists. Right? Are you, uh, Black Lives Matter are communist, and then you've got Antifa. They're fascist, ant, so-called anti-fascist, fascist Nazis is what they are. Uh, but so you can call them what you want. I like to call them communist. I think that's probably fair. So this is the demonstration of good communism on her part. Yep, changing the narrative, flipping the script cities run by democratic mayors he said so himself he's using he said so himself of course it's all listen why does donald trump say these things it's because riots are happening in these democratically controlled cities 
<laughs> repete, si vous play. <laughs> it's because riots happen in the democratically controlled cities, and also t- attached to it, it doesn't seem like the mayors and other people are doing anything to stop them. Oh, they're peaceful protests. See, they use the cover of peaceful protests once again. I, I, I know I talked about this yesterday. Guess what? We're talking about it again today. So everybody understands the technique here. The propaganda technique that's being utilized on you good old Americans. Law enforcement is a political tool. I hate to say it, Aaron, but I really believe that we are seeing the dry run for martial law. This is a president that is using law enforcement and federal forces for political purposes, and that should be chilling to every American. Okay, and why is he using it? Because she's allowing protesters to turn into rioters, and that's okay. She's allowing the destruction of property, and that's okay. Well, you know what? It's not okay, especially if there's federal property concern. Then people need to step it. And, of course, the other part of it is, you know, now, the the most important part of this, I think, is that you have a complete capitulation, once again, by this um, mayor, and she wants to defund the police. Defunding the police sounds really good, doesn't it, in the moment when you're always rioting? Nothing good can happen to your to your city on that angle. And by the way, you know, it is the right and the responsibility and the sworn duty of the president to provide for, are you ready for this? Not only is the president supposed to give you a Republican form of government, keep you free from invasion, but also keep you free from domestic violence. And that's the same. She's taken the oath to support that, by the way, this one. And she's not doing it. When she fails in her job and the governor fails in his job, of course, Inslee, his daughter is best friends. Excuse me. I shouldn't even say that. Works for the Gates Foundation. Now, what could possibly go wrong there? Inslee, the, the, the governor of, excuse me, the, yeah, the governor of, of Washington. Something wrong with the picture? Yeah. Except the feds have said, look, if there's no threat there, and the same thing in Portland, if they will get away from the the courthouse and they will stop threatening to burn it down or trying to burn it down, the federal agents would leave, Mike. Well, clearly what the dry run for Seattle was the Chaz Chop experience where multiple people were shot and killed. And then now I ask for support from any local, state, or federal law enforcement entity to help us in Seattle because we almost lost the ability to have less lethal tools that are effective in holding a riotous mob back. Trace, if we lost that tool, we would have lost a precinct over this past weekend. And the evidence is 60 cops were hurt by improvised explosive devices, projectiles, wood, frozen water bottles, metal. So to deny any type of assistance from any law enforcement entity to me is unconscionable. And I have yet to hear one elected official show concern for the officers that were hurt this past weekend. So what are they saying, Mike? Across this nation, that's, please go to stopthefunding.com. That's the question: is what, what are they saying? What are Seattle officials saying when you say you know you're going after the federal you know movement of of agents coming into Seattle? What's being done, and what are they saying about the 60 officers who were hurt last weekend in violence aimed at those officers? Not one elected official has shown concern for any of the officers that were hurt, major injuries, and I've yet to hear 
anybody say that that is unreasonable activism, that's criminal behavior on behalf of the fringe group of anarchists that are pushing a political agenda and cops are in the crosshairs. Look, elected officials two months ago, the president of the Seattle City Council and the mayor are saying that the Seattle Police Department is the most progressive agency in this in this nation that leads the way in training and de-escalation and policies. I find it ironic that the city council is now looking to defund us by 50 percent. That move will make Chaz Chop, the experience that it was, look like child's play when you have up to 800 officers that will lose their jobs. Because as you know, Trace, 50% 50% of the budget is 85% salary. Seattle will be a lawless gotcha. wasteland. A lawless wasteland. A lawless wasteland. Now, let's turn our direction a little south. <laughs> the other lawless wasteland, right? The other one, which is Portland. Mm-hmm. Portland. Soros-backed DAs join fray and clash with officers as political investment pays off. How about that one? It says, Wisconsin police chiefs. Now we're in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm flipping the switch. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to get to Portland. I'm going to get to Portland. Uh, this, this just popped up. I can't refuse the shining object, right? It says, uh, Wisconsin police chief has grave concerns about restrictions on crowd control at DNC. DNC. That is the Democratic National Convention. Fox News reporter describes what officers face in Portland riots. We'll get to that one. Seattle resident slam. We got that one. But listen, a new one pops up. Wisconsin police chief, grave concerns. And then Soros back. DAs join fray and clash with officers as political investment pays off. He's winning. And of course, then we have Bill Lair's uh, adopted child. Bill Lair's. We'll be back. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. Death. Defense Enabling Assisting Framework protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Call 800 
Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Aram Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now, shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Aram Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that pops on. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. We're also a nation of laws. That's part of our tradition. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. So before we uh, dive into the Portland, Wisconsin issues here that have cropped up in this policing business and defunding, and then uh, the riotous situations, and also something else that just sort of happened. Uh, these are some flash things that just came across. Herman Cain is dead. Former GOP presidential candidate dies at 74 after COVID battle, the report says. He was hospitalized after being after testing positive for coronavirus. Hmm. Hmm. I heard, he was on. He was on air not too long ago talking about stuff. It says um, former Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain has been hospitalized, um, and has been t- treated. That was uh, in, to a statement. Cain staff announced on Twitter that the 74-year-old businessman was admitted to the hospital near Atlanta on Wednesday but is doing well and was not on a ventilator, and Kane was notified Monday that he had tested positive for uh, novel coronavirus and by Wednesday had developed symptoms serious enough to require hospitalization, the statement said. His staff said they don't know how Kane became infected. There's no way of knowing for sure how or where Mr. Kane contracted the coronavirus, but we know he is a fighter and has beaten it. Now, this is uh, saying... Herman Cain hospitalized after testing positive. Um, okay, I'm a little confused because listen, this is, should be confusing for you. It, as I, you know, I'm reading something. I just said Herman Cain is dead. Uh, okay, so this article came out in the headlines for July second. I'm a little confused. Uh, Fox News. Um, this is coming right directly off the Fox website. But now they make this announcement that Herman Cain is dead. Okay, let me let me click on the right, another story here. 
Okay, now it says that he's dead. Okay. <laughs> okay, first treated July 1st. It says Herman Cain, former uh, and affordable, says candidate and affordable business magnet died Thursday after being hospitalized. The 74-year-old uh, went to Atlanta Hospital for treatment on the July 1st, his staff said. His his death was announced on Herman Cain website and Facebook page. Herman Cain, our boss, our friend, like a father to so many of us, has passed away, the statement on this uh, website said. Noting uh, there were hopeful indicators in recent days that he'd recovered, but adding, and yet he was he. Uh, we also felt, come on, real concern about the fact that he never seemed to quite get to the point where the doctors advanced him um, to the recovery phase. Mm-hmm. Newsmac, which which uh, which Kane recently joined, also re, uh, posted an obituary confirming that he died Thursday. Former Kane staffer. Um, Ellen Carmichael tweeted Thursday morning, I'm very saddened by to learn of the passing of my former boss, Herman Cain. I'm bracing for the cruelty online about um, how he deserved to get COVID and die because of his politics. We're living in a dark time, but they didn't know him. Hmm. Just days ago, his, his staff said in several tweets he was undergoing oxygen treatment, but his organs and other systems were strong. Kane was diagnosed in 2006 with stage 4 colon cancer. It had metastasized to his liver and was given a 30% chance of survival. He successfully underwent chemotherapy and has been in remission since. Kane, who successfully steered food chains like Burger King and Godfather's Pizza to profitability and served as chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank in Kansas, shot to province in 2012 to launch the Republican campaign, blah, blah, blah. Says, um, yeah, that's uh, okay. Now we got the right story in the right place. Herman Cain, thoughts and prayers with everybody in the Cain family. Uh, I thought Herman Cain did a fine job, by the way. Um, I liked Herman Cain. Want to get into the go back to the, the stories we were trying to get to you, and that, of course, is the one about Portland. Um, this is the latest, another night of rioting, of course. Now, remember, we have protests, then we have riots. So you have protests till around 9 o'clock, and then all of a sudden um, you have more than that, right? William Longinus, this is kind of interesting, uh, joined the Fox News Rundown podcast Thursday to detail his experience after he spent Monday night embedded with agents at Portland's federal courthouse as they clashed with violent um Violent individuals, protesters, <laughs> violent protesters. <laughs> How about violent rioters? I mean, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> uh, you know, words have meaning, as uh, Antonin Scalia said right at one time. Words have meaning. It's pretty crazy, Longinus told Dave Anthony. You're inside of the building that is just pitch black. They keep the lights off so the people aren't silhouetted and they can't be targeted by the police out, the people outside. Longinus, get it right yet, um, (laughs) said he was instructed to wear a gas mask to prevent inhaling toxins from tear gas deployed to quell the violent uh, crowds, which he said lingers in the air due to the lack of ventilation because everything is boarded up. It literally uh, coats the floors and the wall, and it just kind of sits there in the air, he explained. Longinus was also given a helmet and a flak jacket to protect him from all the debris and rocks and frozen bottles and things that are thrown at you. 
The nightly demonstrations usually begin around 9 p.m. See, that's isn't that what I said? It says the nightly demonstration usually begins around 9 p.m. and then remain largely peaceful until close to midnight. There you go. You have a lot of speakers who talk in generalities about systemic racism and police brutality. You said then, and then most leave. And the people left behind are a little bit more hardcore. (laughs) What am I saying here? I'm saying that's what happens. This is uh, William Longinus. We'll see if we can chime in on this. Oregon's governor says federal agents will begin a phased withdrawal from Portland. It is the result of negotiations with the Trump administration over its response to nightly protest violence. National correspondent William Lajeunesse has the details tonight from Portland. Sweeping up, spraying down, painting over. While crews cleaned up after another night of protests, the feds and state of Oregon say they have an agreement to end the violence. We need state or local law enforcement to step up and help us police the streets and the other areas around that courthouse and to hold individuals accountable. Under the deal, Oregon State Police will help defend the courthouse, allowing some federal agents to withdraw. As long as there's no trouble on the streets, then everybody should go home and take a breath. Both sides have a chance to prove themselves. The feds are expected to remove this fence surrounding the courthouse and stop sending agents into the streets. State police will likely have to clear a nearby park where protesters and rioters have staged. We're not the ones doing the destruction over here. That's outsiders that don't even live here that are paid. They're highly financed. They're set up in motels and they're here to do one thing, be a disruptive force. Secretary Wolf says federal agents will remain nearby in case they're needed. Privately, the two sides made a deal. Publicly, they're still on the attack, name-calling, finger-pointing, and blaming each other. In Portland, they either clean out their city and do the job and get rid of the anarchists and agitators, which is what they are. They're not protesting. This is not how things are done in America. This is more like a police state in terms of the tactics. They weren't wanted here. We didn't invite them here. While Governor Kate Brown trumpeted the deal, she tweeted, They have acted as an occupying force and brought violence. State police will protect Oregonians' right to free speech and keep the peace. So the one party that didn't sign on to this deal, the protesters, including those who have violently challenged the federal presence here. To the hardcore, a cop is a cop, regardless of badge. So the unknown is how they'll react when state police begin policing tomorrow or patrolling tomorrow and vice versa. Mike? Great point. William Lajeunesse, live in Portland. William, thanks a lot. We understand that this deal has kind of fallen apart. <laughs> After all that reporting, we understand, and um, I don't have that all that information for you right now, but this is what we're uh, looking at, and um, we think we got something going on. Trump tweets delay. That we got to get this one out there because we're running out of time. Trump tweets delay. In elections. From the White House now. Uh, and it is this. I'll read it to you. 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. We've got the tweet in its entirety on our screen here, John. Uh, but what are you hearing on this? Uh, I mean, only what the president has said and what was said in the hearing with Attorney General Barr the other day. Let's put the uh, tweet back up on the screen here and just run you through what the president is musing about this morning. He says, 
With universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. And then this is the phrase that everybody is keying in on in Washington today. The president saying, delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. Question mark. Uh, I assume, and I haven't had a chance to talk with White House officials about this yet, the president is referring to, should we wait until the coronavirus pandemic has subsided to the point where people can do in-person voting as opposed to mail-in voting, as many governors have suggested. But this idea of delaying the election certainly is something that According to the Constitution, the president should not be able to do unilaterally. It would be up to Congress to set the date for the election. I mean, is he trying to plant the seed among his Republican colleagues that they call for a delay of the election and then they try to get some legislation through? Might pass the Senate, probably wouldn't, would never get through the House. So I think what we're seeing this morning is just the president tried to sow the seeds of doubt here in the uh, outcome of the election. Is it because he's concerned that he may not prevail on November the 3rd, or is he just trying to mix it up a little bit and throw some chum in the water for uh, his base? Uh, it could be the latter as opposed to the former. Uh, but the president uh, musing uh, out loud now about delaying the election. The attorney general was asked about it the other day. Uh, he said that he had not looked into it in terms of the constitutionality of something like that happening. Mm -hmm. But as far as I know, and I've, I've reached out to our good friend Jonathan Turley uh, for a ruling on this, as we often do, because he is a uh, well-noted constitutional law professor. Yes, he is. Uh, I believe that it would up be up to the Congress to change the date of the election, and that would, is something that would never fly. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're probably just hearing the president thinking out loud this morning, and again, probably throwing some chum in the water for his base to chew on. We've obviously um, got calls out to the White House uh, for reaction to this and uh, for explanation for it. Uh, yeah, we'll get I, in you're, line. Re <laughs> you're reminded, John, of Chris Wallace's most recent interview, sitting down with the president, at one point asking him, Will, can you say today that you will, with certainty, accept the outcome of the 2020... Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think that um, it's the latter. Chum for the base, basically. Because, you know, you have to get something going on in the, about the discussion about the, the, the fraudulent behavior of um, mail-in voting. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's very fraudulent. It's the only way they can steal the election, ladies and gentlemen, when you take a look at the big picture. Anyway, thanks for listening to Agenda 21 Radio. Sydney Powell coming up next. And stay strong, America. We are exceptional Americans. We're Cindy Powell and SOS. To the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. You're listening to Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. Stay tuned for more of Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network.